his promises will manifest. We even uh, shared with you the book of Corinthians. It talks about how uh, the promises of God are yes and amen. And how don't you, at re regardless of what you're going through in your life personally, don't you ever lose that yes. Amen. Because there are going to be times that we're going to go through setbacks in life. We're going to go through disappointment. The enemy's going to throw curveballs at us and so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, don't ever lose that yes. Amen. Because again, the word of God says that the promises of God are yes. Somebody say yes. And amen. And amen meaning that we are in agreement. Amen. That God wants to manifest his promises in our life. The word promise means that he has made a vow to us, that he has made a promise to us. And I like that also the word promise. It means that he literally is saying, I swear that I'm going to do it. How many of you believe that there are some things that God is going to do in your life? Amen. Anybody see God even doing more? You, you, you're appreciative for where you are right now, but how many of you know that there's more to come? There's more to come, that God wants to do more. Somebody scream more. I believe God wants to do more. Speaking of more, go to uh, Psalm. Matter of fact, we're going to go right to where I was at, where I was quoting during the offering. Psalm 115, look at verse uh, uh, 12. Psalm 115, verse 12. Look at this. It says, the Lord has been mindful of us. What a blessing that he's mindful of us. Amen. When you, how many parents I got in here? You, when your, when your child does something uh, phenomenal, you're mindful of them. You want to even go out of your way to do something extra for them. At least us good parents, that's what we want to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So it says the Lord. So if you're mindful of your children, how much more is our Heavenly Father mindful of us? So it says the Lord has been mindful of us. Then it says he will bless us. Somebody say us. He will bless us. Talking about a corporate blessing. He will bless the house of kingdom. I'm just going to say kingdom tonight, praise God. I know it says Israel, but we're going to just say kingdom. He will bless the house of Reginald. Put your name right there. Amen. Then go on. Look at this. Then it says he will bless those who fear the Lord, both small and great. And that's why I talked about you know, how I, I, I'm grateful for my, my little ice cream, unusual favor blessing. Praise the Lord. So it says, I'm going to bless you small and great. Next verse. Then it says, uh, 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 then it says, may the Lord give you increase. Somebody say increase. More and more. That's why I was saying there is so much more. Somebody say more one more time. There's so much more that God wants to do for us, people of God. So he says, listen, I'm going to increase you more and more. Then it, not just you, but it even says you and your children. Next verse. Then it says, may, may, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. Next verse. Then it says the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth. Somebody say, but the earth. He has given to the children of men. He, he, he wants to give you a portion of this earth. He, he, he gave us this portion right here. These, these 10 acres are owned by Kingdom in the Valley Christian Church, which you and I make up Kingdom in the Valley. And, and what I love about banks, banks, they, they, they don't go by, you know, how many people are showing up. They want to know how many giving units you got. They like, well, we can care less about all the mother folks that come on Easter and Mother's Day. And we want to know who giving consistently. Who is your top 100 givers? 
and 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 they 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 they, they make deals on stuff like stuff. They 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 nail stuff down like that. But I say all that to say this is our earth. Amen. The word of God, and I'll get into it a little later. How it says that we're to be the head and not the tail. See, for ten years we were the tail because we were leasing. I got sick of that. I'm like, it's time for us to own something. Now here we are, paid a little bit over three million dollars for this facility that's worth almost six million dollars. That's unusual favor. Amen? And, 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 and I, I believe that we're just scratching the surface. I mean, come on, we're only 12 years old. We got so much more ground that we're going to cover. But, 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 but let, let, let's get in this. And, and so, so his promises will manifest. So, so look at this real quick. Uh, verse 2. Let's go back to Deuteronomy 28 and 2. It says, and all these blessings shall come upon you. Anybody believe the blessings of God can come upon you? And overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. My first point tonight, his promises will manifest. But this is the key. You have to execute his will and obey his voice. Look at your neighbor and say, execute his will. Execute his will and obey his voice. Now, this is my fault. We were going to have uh, portions of my book up on the uh, screen tonight, but because I took my time and didn't get it to the proper people, it was my fault. I'm going to have my wife read page 52 of my book that I just released. So go ahead, baby. Actually, read page 37. Page 37. So remember, execute his will and obey his voice. Oh, is it up there? Oh, bless the, okay. Pros prosperity is linked to your obedience to God. There is a blessing that comes with obeying his voice, the word of God. Then it says his promises, uh, he promises when you execute his will. Look at your neighbor and say, execute his will. What is his will? His will is his word. When we begin to entertain his ways and entertain his thoughts and we begin to arm ourselves with God's word, you're walking in his will. So it says, listen, I, I need you to execute. So it says he promises when you execute his will, he will allow the bless. He, he will allow blessings uh, uh, to not only catch up with you, but run you over. How many of you received that tonight? That then not, not only will they catch up with you, but they will run you over. But the prerequisite is that you have to execute his will. Did I say be perfect? No, none of us are. But if we're given a perfect effort, if we're entertaining his ways and we're entertaining his thoughts and we're looking unto him to be the author and the finisher of our faith, he begins to connect all the dots, crosses all the T's and dots all the I's. Amen. So let's continue to execute. Somebody say execute his will and obey his voice. Amen. And then look at this. Look at this. I love this scripture. Look at this. Since we're in Deuteronomy, go to verse 8. Put up, put up verse 8. Look at this. I love this. Look at this. Oh, I love this. Look at Deuteronomy 20, 20, 28 and, and, and uh, 8. 28. Look at this. The, the Lord. Somebody say the Lord. Will command the blessings on your storehouse. The Lord, that word command means that he will instruct and I don't know about you, but I'm just grateful that he, he, all, he, he, he just has to have the conversation with himself. Amen? And he will command. Somebody say command. And in other words, he will instruct the blessings on you in your storehouse. 
and all which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Anybody believe that there's some things that God is about to give to you? Amen? But the key, yeah, he's going to command a blessing on us. I prophesy that tonight. That blessing, he will command a blessing on you. More than anything, I want to see the people of God bless. Because I grew up in impoverished, impoverished ministries where they talked about God wanted you to have holy hands and empty pockets. That's not the God that I serve. My Bible tells me that God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. My Bible tells me in Matthew chapter 7, verse 11, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Somebody say, how much more? Well, your heavenly Father bless them that ask. So that's one of the spirits that I believe that God has given me a mandate to break off of people's lives because poverty starts in the, as a mentality first. Amen? And we want to break that spirit. There it is right there. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father who is in heaven give good things to those that ask him don't ever be scared to ask God for something amen the word of God says in James 4 2 it says you have not because you ask not then it wanted one translation in that James 4 2 and it says and you asked in other words it's saying you asked even amiss in other words, you're not even accurately putting it before him. And that's why Philippians 4, 6 says, let your request be made known. Because I grew up in a traditional church where they would tell you, you don't ask God for nothing but just to protect your health. And I, I pray that every day, Lord, cover my health. But I need you to cover my bank account too, hallelujah. <laughs> cover my children. Can I get a, cover my wife, hallelujah. Cover my church, amen. Cover my investments, hallelujah. They would see we, what we've done not what we've done, I'm saying across the board, is put limits on God. And I believe that, that it's time for us to take the limits off and trust God the whole way. Believe God the whole way. Execute his will. Obey his voice. And we say the word of God is for the people of God. Well, the word of God says, let's look at it again, verse 2. And these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, but I don't know about you, but I wouldn't mind being overtaken. See, we were, we, we, they put so much emphasis, oh, be careful, oh, you're going to be overtaken by a spirit. Remember, some of us come up in them church, and, and it's all, and, and, and I, I, I get that, but they never gave us the other side. They never said, well, you'll be overtaken by his favor and overtaken by blessing and overtaken by increasing, overtaken by more. So look at this, and then look at, look, look at, look at uh, uh, Deuteronomy 28 and 12. Look at tw 12 now. Look at uh, 12, uh, verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 and uh, 12. It says, the Lord will open to you his good treasures. The heavens to, then it says, the heavens to give the rain to your land in its season. And to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. Anybody receive that for you personally? That you, somebody scream debt free. Romans 13, eight, put that up real quick. Wasn't even gonna go there, but it's, it's worth going there. Put up Romans 13, eight. It, it talks about, it says, owe no man nothing, 
but to love them. There it is. Oh, no one anything. Everybody should have that highlighted in their Bible. Oh, no one anything except to love one another for the who loves one another has fulfilled the law. You know, God's been dealing with me because, um, you know, of course, I want to see our church get paid off. I'm believing God in the next two years. You know what God spoke to me? He said, I'm not paying off nothing until you go back to renovating things. He said, you ain't even put a sign out there talking about paying off. He said, we got issues with some of our bathrooms over here on this end. We got cracks in the, uh, in the uh, 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 parking lot. He said, until you do all that, beautify my place, he said, then I'm going to pay it off. I was like, okay, God. You know, sometimes God will whoop you. <laughs> Amen? So he said, no, there are some things that need to be tightened up. And I was like, okay, God, because my thing was, you know, after we raised $1.3 million that we beautified the sanctuary and all this other things that we did, I didn't want to put any more uh, financial fatigue on the people. And God said, no, my people, they got it. Amen. All right. Look, look at you there and say, we, I got it. I got it. I'm glad you prophesy over yourself. Prophesy over your day. Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the house. So I need $50,000 next Sunday for this parking lot to get repaid. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your neighbor and say, it's in the house, it's in the house. Amen. Of course, we, you know, we're we, 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 we going to give you heads up. I was just playing with you. Now, if somebody's got that check, I'm, I will be standing right here right after church. You know, I do hang out on Wednesdays. I don't hang out on Sunday because I, I preach three times. But, <laughs> but check this out. Check this out. Uh, uh, put up page uh, we just quoted that uh, 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 Deuteronomy 28 and, and, and 12, but go to page 52. Look at this, page 52. If, if we don't have that, I'm going to have my wife read it. Page uh, 52. Look at this. It says, God will open uh, his heavenly abundance over your life. He will drench, somebody say drench, your region by showering down his blessing in the right places at the right time. How many believe that God wants you to experience a drench of his blessing? Somebody scream drench. Uh-huh. I'll prophesy that. Now, you know, I wrote this book. You know, that ain't nothing but the Holy Ghost giving me this stuff. I am not this smart. But then it goes on. <laughs> Shakespeare said, to thy own self be true. But let me go back. It's, so it says, uh, your labor will not be in vain. Because he will anoint your efforts. How many know he will anoint your efforts? That when he sees you giving an effort, when he sees you pursuing him and going after him, he will anoint you the rest of the way to the point to where you'll be up there scratching your head like, what mean is this? I know I ain't this good. But he's that good that he'll make you look good. Can I get a witness up in here? Hallelujah. Then it says, uh, your labor will not be in vain because he will anoint your efforts. His abundance causes you to be like a bank, always granting loans for others and living on the interest of his divine supply. How many know that you're living on interest on his divine supply? I tell people all the time, stop trying to figure God out. Just, that's why he's God. That's why he's El Shaddai. 
He's the all-sufficient one. He is Jehovah Jireh. He is our provider. Just go with the flow. People try to intellectually try to figure God out, and then that's where they miss it. You just have to, sometimes God just requires us to put faith into motion, and then everything else works itself out. Like us being in this building. Come on, man. When these people, I'm looking, I'm coming here, it made no logical sense to even buy this facility. We were looking at another facility on 61st Avenue in, in Olive that we almost bought. It was already uh, turnkey, ready to go. We weren't going to have to do no renovations. But then my wife said, baby, if we buy this building, we're going to have to do six services on Sunday. Because it wasn't as big as this one. So she said, logically, it makes sense to just have church here. But she says, but we might need to go ahead and just trust God and have some faith. And then uh, right here, lady right here, throw your hand up right here. Yep, you right there. Me and my wife stood right there and we prayed when these pews was pink. And there was a rat right over there in the corner. And there was urine in this facility. And we had to pull up the carpet and they pulling up the pews. And, you know, they telling me, you better have my money, $40,000 in two weeks because we're going to have these pews back here refurbished. And I got to come before the people by faith. We're leaving this in the house. But I tell you, God is faithful, ain't he? He is faithful. He's a supplier of all our needs. So number one, in order to see the promises of God manifest, execute his will and obey his voice. When we execute his will and we obey his voice, he will begin to manifest things in our life. How many of you received that on tonight? Amen? Let's execute his will and obey his voice. Let me give you the second point tonight. Only going to be three. Believe your future is bright and that the Lord is with you. Go to Jeremiah 29 and 11. So believe your future is bright and that the Lord is with you. Look at this real quick. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. Don't all, you know, you know, I grew up in church where they said the devil going to get you. Anybody grew up like that? It was always the devil, the devil. We talk about the devil more than God. The devil, the devil. Ooh, he, the devil going to get you. You know, God don't like ugly. That ain't, you know, and then they would have enough nerve to say, well, you know, the word of God says that God don't like ugly. Well, you know, God don't dwell in the unclean temple. That ain't in the Bible. I remember this man tried to tell me that was in the Bible. I said, that ain't in the Bible. If that's the case, we all jacked. Why? Because we all imperfect beings. Come on. If it wasn't for the Holy Ghost, we'll be impotent. Spiritually. Let me just put that. Some of y'all was like, got stuck there for a bit. That's what about impotent on Wednesday. <laughs> we would be unfit. There was, that's a better word. You Unfit. Praise the Lord. <laughs> but because of the Holy Spirit and his grace. That's why Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 and 9, he said, I'm the least of the apostles. And then verse 10, he says, but I am who I am because of the grace of God. He gave, every, he, he attributed all of his God's success to God's grace, his grace, his divine enabling power. Because it's, it's his divinity that is hooked up with our humanity to, that makes us look like we halfway know what we're talking about. You understand what I'm saying? 
So anytime God begins to move in your life and does things in your life, you better be like, Lord, I thank you for your grace. Not only does it mean his divine enabling power, but it means his unmerited favor, which means undeserved because everything you got to this point, you don't even deserve. Because me and you deserve, you know what we really deserve? We deserve the judgment of God. But thank God he justified us. According to Romans chapter 5, verse 9, that we've been declared righteous because of the blood. Amen? So, so, so we just, there it is right there. Much more having uh, now been justified. Somebody say justified, which means you've been declared righteous. By his blood, we shall uh, be saved from the wrath through him. So you don't have to worry about going to hell. So we need to spend more time talking about, uh, 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 we need to spend more time talking about prosperity in hell. Up here, you know, church is talking about the devil, the devil, the devil. We already know he's already defeated. For I thought the Bible said I've been given the keys to the kingdom. And it says, and whatever I bind on earth will be bound in heaven. So really the only uh, uh, authority that Satan has is the authority that we delegate to him. Stop delegating him authority. Pastor, I just get depressed all the time. Well, stop giving the enemy permission to make you depressed. You better start quoting Psalm 100 and, and uh, 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 where is that? Psalm 118, verse 24. David said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will. Somebody say, I will. I re rejoice and be glad in it. I make myself happy. I think myself happy. Can I get a witness up in here? And I'm breathing and pulled up here in a vehicle. I don't care if I'm caught the bus. I'm, Lord, thank you for the bus. <laughs> Shoot, where's Mariah? Is it here? I'm so glad you're here. I remember when I was a deacon at a church, we only had one car. Me and my daughter would get on that bus and go to intercession on Saturday nights where I served as a deacon. That's why I wish somebody would try to sweat me behind what I drive now. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I didn't pay some dues. Shoot, catching a bus to prayer. How many of y'all did that? All right. <laughs> go to page 52. <laughs> no, no, no. Go to page 53. We in Jeremiah 29 and 11. Look at this real quick. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this page 52. Was it 53? 53. And if we don't have it, we'll go to the book. Hallelujah. Yep, page 53. Talking about Jeremiah 29 and 11. Go ahead and read it, baby. If it comes up, it comes up. When? When the go. Lord thinks about you, his thoughts... Say that again. When the Lord thinks about you, uh -huh. his thoughts are not unpleasant. Right. His thoughts are not destructive, disastrous, or depraved. Come on, somebody. That's true. Come on. He's not... Come on. If that's the case, we all in trouble. If that's how he think. His attention is placed on ways he can bless your life in every way. And somebody say every way. Mm -hmm. he, he wants a life for you where nothing is missing and nothing is broken. Come on, somebody. He wants you to have a life where there's nothing missing, nothing broken. Well, I feel like I'm at a Baptist church tonight. Read. He wants your life to be whole and complete in him for Stop. today. Stop. He wants your life to be what? Whole and complete. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say whole and complete. Look at your neighbor and say whole and complete. See, some of y'all didn't come from the Baptist church. That's how they used to get down. They'd be like, Stop. Read. Y'all don't know church. Yep. Go ahead. Was that it? 
whole and complete in him for today and for your days to come. Somebody say for your days to come. Come on, if you receive that word for you, somebody give God a hand praise here. Somebody say, I received that for me. Amen. Boy, I like this crowd tonight. Well, y'all done let some of this book and Bible stimulate you spiritually. Hallelujah. Now, now remember, it's the, the next second point is believe your future is bright. And we just, we just read that in Jeremiah 29 and 11. Then it says, and that the Lord is, you got to know, and the Lord is with you. Uh, go to Genesis 39 and 2. Genesis 39 and 2. And then baby, turn to page 55. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a successful man. Now, y'all know all the turmoil and disappointment and drama that Joseph went through. Yeah. Joseph, here he is. He just comes out of friendly fire. Yeah. He is, his brothers have gone to the dad, have lied, said that he was eaten by an animal, a beast or whatever. And they didn't drench this cold in the blood. And, yeah. You know, and the whole time they had threw him in the pit. And decided to not let him just die in the pit. So they sell him to the Ishmaelites. Because I believe sometime in order for God to take you somewhere in this life. Somebody need to sell you out. Yep. You need to be lied on. Yep. So we can really see where you are spiritually. Jesus. Let's see if you really devil proofed. So, so, <laughs> so, so go back. It says so here it is. Joseph he was a successful man. This is a man that already had been in the pit. And now here it is, he's already being favored. He's got success on him. Then it says, and he, then it says, and he was in the house of the master, the Egyptian. Next verse. So he's successful. And the master saw that the Lord was with him. Yeah. Now, come on, his master was no godly man. Right. There, there are some people that aren't even godly, but when they look at you, right. they know the hand of God is on her. The hand of God is on him. He's consistent. She's consistent. They see it. They see that you, you literally stick out. That's right. Amen. So it says his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord had made all that he did prosper in his hand. Everything he touched yes. was blessed. Everything. And I prophesy that over you in this season of your life. Everything you touch will be blessed. When you walk in establishments, they're going to be blessed because you stepped on the scene. I prophesy that in the name of Jesus. And sometime in order for God to show you favor, he'll cause stuff to break. You better hear what I'm saying. On Just to give me a $3.28 bless. Because God know I'm going to go tell him. I can't wait this Sunday at 8 o'clock. 9.30, I'm going to Facebook Live tomorrow. Boy, I'm, about, I'm about to come out the gate. God will break stuff to make sure you get favor. Come on. That's great. That's you know, good. I'm going to tell it. Because to me, that speaks of the goodness of God. Yes. As small as it might seem. And I just ate that ice cream on the way home. Praise the Lord. Yep. Enjoy. Just bump and be some Kirk Franklin. Hallelujah. Yes. Glory to God. Yep. So, so, so that's Genesis 39. But look at page 55. Let's read. We ain't, we ain't going to put it on the screen. We're going to read. This when good. the Lord is around you, other people can see it. When God is around you, even other people can see it. 
When, they see it. Go ahead. When God has surrounded your life, how can you have anything less than success? How? When he's with you. Go ahead. God has a way of touching your life with so much good fortune that those who may not know of him will eventually want to. They're going to be like, you got to tell me about this God that you serve. Right. I'm looking at what you drive and I'm looking at where you live. I'm even looking at how, where you wear and how you smell. Because, <laughs> come on, man, people are carnal. People right. are tangible people, and when you they see it, they like. Mm -hmm. They ain't just talking about the manifestation; they walking in it. Right. Let me holler at you real quick, right. and then that gives you an opportunity to throw your arm. I'm gonna tell you about this man named Jesus, right. uh, who owns a cattle on a thousand hills. Let me let me tell you about this this, this man that says in Deuteronomy eight and eighteen that I give you power to gain wealth. Let, let me let me let me talk to you about this man that says in Matthew chapter six verse thirty three that if you seek first, somebody say first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and how all these other things will be added to you. Let, let me talk to you about this man that in Luke 6 38 he says if you give that he'll make sure that it's given back to you. Good measure. Press down. Somebody say shaking together and running over. Shall men give unto your bosom. That's King James Version, Luke 6.38. Because I believe that God is still in the Luke 6.38 business. Do we have some more in there? Remember, when the Lord pushes his benefits toward you, it's for those around you. When he pushes his benefits towards you, it's for those that are around you. They'll start asking you questions. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. Oh, my God. Woo-wee. That's some good word right there, man. So number one, execute his will, obey his voice, believe your future is bright, and that the Lord is with you. The Lord was with Joseph. That's why he had so, so many blessings on his life. And then look at this one. Go to Joshua 1.8. Speaking of believing that your future is bright and that the Lord is with you. Look at this, Joshua 1.8. It says, the book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall... Meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all, somebody say all, that is written in it. For then, then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So he's saying, I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to make sure that success even follow you. I'm going to prosper you. I'm going to make sure that success follow you. Go to page 31, baby. Page 31. <clears throat> Go ahead. When you refuse to withdraw from the word of God, he promises two amazing things. Say that again. He said, as long as you don't withdraw from his word. Mm -hmm. yep. Did y'all catch that? Mm -hmm. Don't withdraw from his word. Mm -hmm. Even if his word is not working for you in that moment, you got to remember Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. His word is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Isaiah 55 and 11, he yeah. said, my word will not return back void. Sometimes we have to just wait a thing out. Right. Because really, in actuality, I've learned this years ago, his word is anointed all by itself. He don't even need our help when it comes to his word. Because he said, heaven and earth shall pass away. He said, but my word abideth forever. Go ahead. Read. Your life will not only be prosperous, it will be successful. Mm -hmm. You can be economically wealthy, 
but have damaged personal relationships with others. Mm. Or you can be swimming in bills and debt, but have a strong family unit of support. When you not only read the word of God, but do the word of God, he will allow you to have a financial abundant life and a blessed personal life. Your way of living will be blessed as well as your life with others. He said, not to just read it, but we got to believe it. Go to, go to Revelation. I want to say one and, and uh, uh, two. Go to Revelation. I think it's three, though, but go Revelation one, two. We'll read. Who bore witness to the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that we saw. Now, verse three, look at this. It says, uh, blessed is he who reads those who hear these words of the prophecy and keep, somebody say keep, those things which are written in it for the time is near. So he said, I need you to read, hear, and keep. If we learn how to read, hear, and keep, what won't he not do? He will cause that drench to come in your life. A blessing. Amen. And so because we're going to close up, I'm trying to get you out of here by 8.15. So number one, his promises will manifest execute his will and obey his voice believe that your future is bright and that the Lord is with you and then number three is this honor the Lord with your possessions go to go to Proverbs 3 and 9 we're going to read 9 and 10 and then go to page 26 look at this it says honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of, of all your increase next verse then it says then your barns see when we honor him yep. he says then your barns That's will it. be filled with plenty. Somebody say plenty. Plenty. It is the will of God for you and me to have plenty. There it is right there. And it says, and your vats will overflow with new wine. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and read that. In order to continue a life of prosperity, you must give credit to the one who has blessed you. Make sure you always give him credit. Always know that, Lord, I, I, Lord, I know it's you doing it. Always make sure that you give him homage and celebrate the fact that he's behind it. He is the one who has caused you to possess, acquire, and obtain his blessing. Mm -hmm. He is the one who causes it to continue to increase. When you praise the prosperity giver, he allows his abundance to continue in your life. Your home will be full and your supply will never run out. Look at your neighbor say, your supply will never run out. Your supply will never run out. It's not going to run out. It won't. So God is obligated and responsible when you've made an investment in his kingdom. In his house, because this is his house. He has to make sure that that comes back to you good measure. Pressed down, right. shaken together, yep. and running over. What did he say? If you honor me, I'll make sure not only will you have plenty, but I'll make your vats even overflow. And then go to Malachi 3 and 10. And then go to page 30. And we're almost done. So Malachi, bring all the tithe, which we know is 10%. And, and it's up to you. I tell people, do you want a net blessing or a gross blessing? Right. That's up to you. I, I tithe off gross. Amen. Because yep. when I've heard that teaching, I was like, wait a minute, that's a no-brainer. Right. I want a gross blessing, but, mm -hmm. but to each his own. Bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me. Somebody say, try me. He said, so I, I dare you to do this. I'm challenging you to do this. That's try right. me try in me. this says the Lord of hosts, not Pastor Steele. That's right. It says the Lord of hosts. Right. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. That's right. Don't worry, I'm not taking a second offering tonight. Right. 
Amen. Y'all might think he closes with a bang. He's going to get us. No, no, no. no. We already got you earlier. Praise the Lord. Amen. We good. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> so if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Go ahead and read that, baby. God blesses you. So you can bless his house or his church mm -hmm. because our word is built on a monetary our, because our world is built on a monetary system. He has instructed his people to return a small portion, 10 percent. Right he said a small portion. He said, listen, you keep that 90. Just give me 10. What a blessing that he say 50 50. Mm. He said 50 50. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I know y'all in trouble, too. But even we did that, we know God is still able. Because he said, if you give bountifully, you what? You receive, receive bountifully. bountifully. You give sparingly, you, you reap sparingly. Mm -hmm. you, in other words, if you're giving on an occasion, mm -hmm. occasionally, you're going to reap occasionally. Right, right. So, so, so put something in the ground so you can start demanding a harvest. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. God challenges you to do so and then promises that he will rain down mm. more prosperity over your life. So much that you will have to give it away. I can't remember if it was a gentleman that, that, that um, came up with the concept with uh, the, the, the toothpaste. I can't remember which Colgate. toothpaste. Was it Colgate? He was so rich that he started living off 10% and giving away 90. That's right. Google it. Mm -hmm. And I, he probably did that for tax reasons. Well, yeah, if you think about it. You, can you imagine how much? He probably like, I'm going to just go ahead and live off this 10% and That's give them right. the 90. Right. But when you made that kind of money, ain't nobody stopped brushing their teeth yet. Can I get a witness? <laughs> <laughs> he ain't ever going out of business. He's he going to be making money when he dead. Can I come on, somebody? He's, he's dead. He's he gone. My wife just said he, he dead. He ain't gone. I guarantee you that his descendants, though, boy, that's they. Right. Children's children. <laughs> and his children. And, his, and that's biblical because Proverbs 13, 22 says that a good man leaves yep. an inheritance to his what? Children's, children's children. children. Then it says the wealth of the wicked yep. is laid up for the righteous. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yep. So, so good stuff, man. Let's, let's look at this last scripture and then we're done. Um, look at, um, look at um, 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 Proverbs uh, 10 and 22. Remember, just honor the Lord. That's the last point. Honor the Lord with your possessions. But look at this scripture. I love this scripture. It says, the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. Now go to page uh, uh, 35 and we're done. Look at that. So, so in other words, when God begins to bless you, don't you apologize. So it says the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. God blessing you means that he has released special favor upon you. Somebody say special favor. Special favor. I prophesy special favor over this crowd tonight. I mean, obviously, you're here tonight on a, on a Wednesday. I mean, I love my Sunday people, but come on, man. My serious, serious people come back on Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, y'all was just here three days ago. Was that three days, <laughs> Sunday, Monday? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just here. And then press your way. And it's, it's, it's statistically proven that only 10% of your church comes back right. on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we probably, between kids and everybody, probably 3,000 uh, that were here Sunday. And it's probably about 300 here tonight if you add the kids upstairs and the teenagers and all that stuff. Amen. Mm -hmm. So that's all you're going to get to come back. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Wealth, affluence, prosperity, and an inexhaustible resource are attached to his favor. How many of you believe that tonight? If you receive that, 
Read that last part one more time. Wealth, affluence, prosperity, and inexhaustible resources, inexhaustible resources are attached to his favor. Are attached to his favor. And I believe that he wants to get that to us. Yep. I believe that's why the Bible says that the children of the world are wiser than the children of light. Mm. I, I, I'm sick of seeing folk, amen, walking in my Abrahamic blessing. Amen. The devil is a lie. Yeah. I believe that there's a generation that God is raising up mm -hmm. here in Phoenix, Arizona mm -hmm. that are going to begin to really believe the whole counsel of God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The word Amen. of God says in Acts chapter 20, verse 28, I believe, it says to teach the whole counsel of God. So it's my responsibility as a pastor to expose you to these things. That's right. To let you know that you can be overtaken by these blessings. Mm. That at the end of the day, that you can have prosperity and success just like Joseph did. And I firmly believe that God is still the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. And then after Jacob was Joseph. That's right. So God is a generational God. Yes, yes. It's time for us, amen, to stop living beneath our, 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 our needs, amen. Mm -hmm. You're going to say something. You got, look, you have some more? Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. When the blessing comes from the Lord, it is a time to rejoice. It is not a time to worry or fear mm. that what he has given you will somehow diminish. He does not add depression, sadness, or oh, worry. Wait a minute. When he starts blessing you, he don't add depression to that. Right. That's why when you be blessed and then folks is trying to, be, you got to be careful of them collectors and takers. Mm -hmm. And then when you tell them no, you'll be depressed. I told them no. Listen, at the end of the day, you work for that blessing. Right. I'm not saying don't be a blessing, but you know when somebody trying to take you to the cleaners and hustle you. Yeah, that's right. Come on, man. We didn't been there, done that. We know how that look and smell. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Oh, Y'all ain't ready for me tonight. Y'all ain't. I shouldn't bless. If you bless, be limited. Right. Amen? Come on, man. I didn't see some athletes that I've, I've, I've mentored. They go and bless somebody, and then they still lose the house. Right. We know an athlete that he bought his sister a car, and, 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 and uh, she went and got a, a loan on the car, and then wind up the car, wind up get, getting taken, repo. And he's like, how the car get, I pay, I get paid cash for it. Well, I had to go get a loan because I had to pay this and pay that. And they I'm like, my God, there are some people that just ain't responsible. Right. Maybe that's why that type of favor has not come upon them. Right. So be careful when God begins to bless you. I'm not saying to exclude everybody. Come on. Right. But I'm saying be cautious, be wise. Thank you. There are more, a little more in there. He does not add depression, sadness, or worry to your blessing. He wants you to enjoy living a well-to-do life. How many of you know he wants you to have a well-to-do life? Somebody scream, that's God's will. That's God's will. That's God's will.